Hello and welcome to Worship Conversations, a podcast by Awakened Generation. We are a worship missions organisation based in Singapore with a passion to equip and empower the church in all things worship. We are back with another Mentor Me episode where we discuss questions about life we all probably have. On today's episode, we talk about discipline as a disciple of Christ. Let's get to it. everybody welcome back to mentor me and we are now on episode two and we have a really really exciting question today that Fun. we're gonna answer uh, in case you this is your first time listening or it's your first time watching uh, mentor me is actually a series where we answer some of the you know the discipleship and the life questions yeah. that um we, we've heard or yeah. we've, we've seen around yep or our students ask us oh, our students and ask it's really us. great Questions, questions that apply to everyone <laughs> all right and today i think it's one that we can all identify with um so i just i want to read out this case this this um, person's uh, submission okay because yep. i think it's wonderful um all right so i've always struggled with being disciplined so i'm like the people that calvin <laughs> mentioned in last night's message is after our convergence class being so moved during the worship, but after that, I tend to go back to my old habits. How do I achieve lasting and permanent change for the better? I've been a Christian for so many years, and I still struggle with basic disciplinary issues like being punctual, being consistent in Bible reading and prayer. I feel almost ashamed to ask such a, such a question because it seems like such a basic thing that I should have already achieved by now. I really envy those who are very well disciplined and wish I have the same amount of intrinsic motivation that they seem to have. I know the benefits of drawing near to God through prayer and his word, and yet I often give in to my flesh uh, or end up sleeping or being distracted by my phone instead. Hell! Great detailed question. Wow. I think so many of us can identify with this person's Absolutely. struggle. Yeah. Discipline. Yeah. How do I stay disciplined? <laughs> you know, I, I, I've had this question, I think, asked to me multiple times in like my mentoring sessions with, with students. And I mean, first, I like to say perhaps the question again is not so much about discipline, but about enjoyment. Mm. When I say enjoyment is enjoyment with God, because when you enjoy something, does it really require discipline okay just listen, hear me out first <laughs> not saying discipline is not important okay just hear me out first so um i like to give the example of say you know calvin and i in our, in our relationship you know so when we first met and like god opened calvin's eyes that i'm the girl he wants to pursue and, and god opened my eyes that he's the manly man that i've always wanted <laughs> you know whether it was rain shine or traffic or whatever barriers we would overcome that just to see each other almost every day wow every day <laughs> more or less yeah. you know and and you know i didn't really need to discipline myself to go through the rain i didn't need to discipline it's myself true. to go through um to go through different obstacles to see calvin is because he's just simply my priority yeah and i enjoyed being with him and yeah. so all the barriers, so to speak, did not feel like barriers at all because I enjoyed being with Calvin. Yeah. Yeah. And so in the same way, 
in our relationship with God, if we enjoy Him, then our lives revolving around Him, whether no matter how difficult it is or no matter how many barriers you know, that we need to get through, um, we will still be drawn to spending time with the Lord simply because we enjoy That's Him. Right. So then the question, the next question then would be, then do I enjoy God? Yeah. <laughs> right? Because what if for some of us, your relationship with God has been more, it's been founded more on guilt tripping yeah like yourself to like it's almost like i i feel like god's gonna punish me yeah. if i don't spend enough time with him that's and right. so i'm gonna guilt trip myself and condemn myself like i'm such a bad christian to spend more time with him yeah that's called unhealthy that's called toxic <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just pointing it no, out it's true i'm it's just pointing true. out it's true. yeah so then like if you haven't it's not so much an issue of discipline it's an issue of whether you enjoy God and whether you see God rightly. Yeah. Because yeah. if you see God as like someone who's going to punish you if you fall asleep yeah. <laughs> in his presence, come on, like good fathers, yeah. right? Your baby falls asleep in your arms. You are, you, are you going to be, yeah, you sayang even more, you know? So, um, so if we have an issue with enjoying God, that means God's inviting us to see him clearly, That's to see right. him rightly, to experience his goodness even yeah. more. Yeah. And so when you then start beholding God <laughs> yeah. and experiencing his glory, experiencing his goodness, and there's no doubt in your mind of his of how amazing he is, um, then your life will naturally revolve. That's right. Around I agree. him. Yeah. Um, so that's my main point. But yeah. I would also say that um, you know, like there is a part to play on our end yeah. as well. Like so in that part about discipline that it's like we we do need to show up. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. do need to, you know, um, but I would say the starting point first is enjoyment. Yeah. Um, and that helps propel us, you know, That's to right. to then building these disciplines mm. in our in our lives. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I totally identify with with what you said because then if it's a question about do I enjoy because if it's if it's out of obligation then in the end like it just becomes exhausting okay sorry this is like my eternal struggle with the gym it's like <laughs> so many spiritual parallels yeah, yeah it's, it's about the, the same gym. right because I get so like like when I find myself dreading going to the gym mm. I think my number one I didn't even realize this until you said it. It was like, oh yeah, do I enjoy going to the gym? <laughs> I don't. Now, not now anyways, because I'm so bored with yeah. the workouts and whatever, right? Yeah. So then how do I get back into a healthy yeah. um, fitness regime? It's like, um, I do stuff that I enjoy. So yeah. more recently, I've gone back to boxing and dancing. Yeah. No stuff that I really enjoy doing, yeah. like moving. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, going back to the gym doesn't feel quite as, like, out of obligation or guilt tripping. It's like, oh, man, like, you never exercise. You better go. Yeah. You know, but more of, like, oh, yeah, I get I to go. go and walk, yeah, you know? I get to go because it's yeah. fun. Yeah. And um, I think one thing I would say to encourage this person is don't be ashamed to ask people and tell people about this. 
Yeah. I feel when the more we isolate ourselves, that's where the, the enemy gets us the most. Yeah, because, you know, like, you can struggle with comparison, yeah. right? You, you think that no you one else struggles with it. Yeah, and that you are... are and, disciplined. Yeah, or that you are a lesser <laughs> of a Christian because you struggle. Yeah. That's a lie from Yeah, the exactly. Enemy. And yeah. the more we live and stew in that self-condemnation, like, the more we, we are afraid, the more we can't see God rightly, and the more we, we struggle with discipline because we have no motivation, right? Like, mm-hmm. like... Like you said last week, uh, in the last episode in Deep Dive, you mentioned that it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance, yep. right? And it's not God's condemnation yeah. that leads us to repentance. Yeah. So in the same way, it's His kindness and His love that draw us into relationship with Him. Mm. And so over ourselves, if, if the motivation is condemnation and guilt tripping, then then it will not lead to repentance. It will not lead to life and fruit. It will lead to more of that. Yeah. And in the end, isolation and falling away. Yeah. So I would say come out and share with your friends, uh, your close friends, even like your spiritual mentor, like, um, I'm struggling with this. You know, can you pray for me? Can you help me? Um, and, and be open about it, you mm. know, because every Christian struggles with this. Every, like in, in certain seasons, suddenly the enjoyment goes, mm. goes down. And I guess then my question would be to both of you, because you started with enjoying relationship, right? With one another. At the start, it's great. You know, when you just got to know each other, there's so much to talk about. Now that you've been married for mm. 10 years, 9 years. It's going to be 10 years. 10 years. Going to be 10 years. Next month. Um, now that you've been married for 10 years, yeah. how do you keep that enjoyment <laughs> of each other going that I feel you can draw a parallel? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say it's just, uh, it's a different season of the relationship. Like, it's not like, you know, you may not always have the, oh, the, I feel the butterflies and he's so handsome and then I just want to spend all my... I'm yeah. getting younger. <laughs> you getting older. Yeah. Carrying him yeah. But I mean, in fact, I love Calvin so much more mm. 10 years on. It may not feel like the butterfly thing, but I see his heart, I see his character, I see his values and he's still like, of all the people in the world, he's still my number one Aww. priority. Like, you know, so I'm so... This is turning into a, a bit like, of a... Yeah, so, so, you know, like, you. you know, I want to share my day with him. I want to share, you know, the, the struggles that I have with him. There's, you know, like, I, I enjoy our relationship. And I love his humor. <laughs> I know. Sometimes you know, Calvin says stuff that the rest of us are just like... Yeah, and, and then everyone's like, just not happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why we're made for one another, you know? But, um, Dry jokes. Uh, yeah yeah so you know like yeah it's it's a different kind of love but it's a committed kind of love it's a yeah. like a deep friendship yeah. sort of love yeah you know this thing about people falling in love I don't really believe in that you don't fall you don't fall in love you fall in holes you grow in love <laughs> oh don't fall in a hole guys <laughs> you grow that means that you need to actually invest and you know cultivate that and so I think like what I shared just now about, I think is, I mean, I, I remember many years back, I kind of, I was in a kind of group discussion. We come up with the, the five, four or five Ds that maybe a lot of Singaporeans would love this, like in terms of our, our journey with the Lord, you know, is like what she say, you know, the, the, the discovery and the desire of getting to know somebody that you're willing to go the distance and put through that. And of course, that the decisions that I decided that I want to walk through with this relationship, get yeah. married. But I think in in the stages where you begin to mature, then you realize it's actually it turns from from desire to delighting, and building healthy discipline so that you can enjoy 
I, I think coming back to what you were saying, Delphine, about you know the fact that you have to work out, gym, and all these things, because the 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 premise of that is that you want to have an abundant life, mm. healthy life, right? Yeah. So healthy life is 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 a vision, is a desire, and a and 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 a destination or destiny, so to speak, to to get to that place. But of course, then if I want to really begin to grow and walk in that, I will need help. I will need to have the vision and the goals, so to speak. Um, I mean, people, you know, I, I go to gym because it's not because I love the gym. I mean, it's all metal and heavy stuff in a room. But the desire of me to be healthy, the desire for me to live long so that I can do more for the Lord, I can, you know, live a long life that I can enjoy my, my relationship with my wife, the desire to be a father. Mm-hmm. These are all, I think, I wouldn't say push factor, but they, 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 they are bigger than just oh, discipline. Yeah. So when, when you do the hard yards, when you pay the price, when you, you know, I, I, I mean, coming back to the scriptures, right? And it says in, in Hebrews 12, it says that since we're surrounded by such great cloud witnesses, let us run the race with endurance, you know, uh, casting off anything that, you know, holds us against us. But it says the very fact, it says that for Jesus, Jesus who is the author, the perfecter of faith, who for the cross... He endured the cross, scorning his shame. For the joy set before him, for sorry, joy. for the joy set before him, yeah. he endured the cross, scorning shame. What was the joy that was set before him? Us. Us. Yeah. So even Jesus had a dest- had had a vision, had a desire, was that he loved his people so much that he was willing to go through that. Yeah. To secure our identity, to secure our salvation, that we can be mi- brought back to reconciliation with the Lord, with the Father, and with to the world. He reconciled to the world to himself. Yeah. So in the same way as, as well, these are the things that when we have the bigger picture, have the desire, then the discipline doesn't become really discipline. It becomes yeah. a delight. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. and I also want to add like to, because, you know, like the person asking the question, you know, talks about like Bible reading and prayer and feels bad, you know, when they don't get to do this. So then my question would be like, what what is actually your approach and your motivation for Bible reading, okay? Because if it's for the sake of just like building knowledge, yeah. then it's gonna it's just this sounds like any like academic subject you have to study in uni. Yeah. And yeah. So it's normal <laughs> that you don't it's like gonna it. be kind of dry. But if your approach to like reading the word and prayer and worship is to connect with the heart of the Father. That's good. Then connection. Yeah, then connect yeah, it's connection. It's like, you know, you may have been relating to the Lord to God as a concept, but God wants to relate to you like heart person. to heart, yeah. person to person. You know, there's um and, and I think sometimes we also think that like in as as believers, our approach to like Bible reading or worship is like, oh, you know, God is this God who like requires all this worship from us and like our approach to him is like you have to give, 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 give. You know, um, but let me tell you, like, like we love because he first loved us, yeah, yeah. right? We don't know how to love God back. We don't know how to love others unless we first receive his love, right? And so actually, perhaps a more daily practice that you can start implementing in your Bible reading and um, worship is to actually let the Lord's love wash over you first. Yeah. So that means when you read the word, it's like, see it as like a love letter from the Lord to you. Mm. And you actually invite the Holy Spirit to speak 
his truth over you that's right. you know and god could say things like you're, you're my be- you're my beloved yeah you know and like it's okay that you messed up this week because my grace covers you yeah you know yeah. my blood is, is strong yeah it's, it's, so when you that, so, so that's a very different approach than like yeah. just like okay I'm just going to memorize yeah. the word here yeah. but if you're like you're letting the Holy Spirit like breathe life in his promises uh, to you and he le- and you let him speak that over you yeah. and you just receive that like your heart's going to grow your yeah, heart's going to get right. enlarged that's you know right. And and then from that place, then it's like, oh, I love you too, God. <laughs> then you can worship. Yeah, then you like- can worship because right, because worship is a response. Yeah, worship is not one way thing where you didn't have you know any revelation, um, you know, on God's love and like you just have to give Him your worship. Yeah. it's like you worship at the level of your revelation. Yeah. Yeah. So when you read His word, you're like, wow, like God did this for me. Yeah. Like in His mercies are new every morning. You know, even though yeah. I messed up yesterday, yeah. <laughs> you know, then, then, then praise begins yeah. to naturally come forth yeah. from your mouth, you know. So, yeah, so, so that would be my, my uh, recommendation to you as yeah. well. Like, approach your time with God, not as like a to-do list, not as like knowledge building. Um, it's to connect with the heart of the Father and to let Him speak to you first. That's right. Because I think for so long, like even up to my 20s, I used to think like quiet time was just reading the Bible and I need to know all these stuff and like I have to yeah. read through the Bible cover to cover and yeah. do all these things. And then suddenly I realized, one day I just realized like, eh, actually my quiet time doesn't have to look like studying. Yeah, yeah, studying. Like, That's right. So yeah. maybe one way to help you in that whole process of growing in the desire for the Lord and growing in communion with Him is to change up how you do your quiet time. Yeah. You know, for me, I feel like the best place that I connect with God is, is weirdly in a cafe. Same. Because when I'm at with home, on worship okay, home is like a really bad place for me to yeah. like connect with anything because I'm just so distracted. And do you cry in cafes when I like, do. I do, me too. <laughs> like I just have the worship music and then God's speaking yeah, to me and I'm just yeah. crying in the cafe. So, so you know, I want to suggest to this person that that frustration of like you want because I can hear that there's the desire. Yeah, yeah. This person wants. Yeah, the yeah. Lord, right. That's so right, so yeah. change it up. Mm. Sometimes I don't. I I know, but I don't even read my Bible necessarily. Like one whole chapter, I read like a verse. I know. Yeah, that's something. Because I can't get past one verse. Because yeah. he, it's you know, like in Isaiah forty three verse one, he says, "Um, I will give up all these things for you." <gasps> There's already and like you, you pause- gotta stay in there for a long time. Yeah, just to, you're like why, to, why, how, you know what, like you know. Then I have all these. Just disclaimer: I don't cry in cafe. <laughs> for those, he cries at the gym. <laughs> I, the law speaks to me in my car. So oh my God, you, he just cries in his car. car yeah. One hundred and fifty kilos. In a car is good because right, you're driving. Nobody can hear you outside, so you can do whatever you need it's to true. do to scream. Uh, no, just kidding. Just kidding. I don't have a car, so <laughs> I gotta stick with the cafe. <laughs> Or in a bus or in a train. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And and I just want to encourage this person also, like I think worship is like such a powerful weapon oh, yeah. to come against discouragement. Mm-hmm. So when you feel discouraged, like my quiet time doesn't look like the way other people look like. You know, on TikTok you have all these like Christian talks, right? Where they're like um, look at my quiet time. It's like coffee, and oh then like, like a fireplace burning, and then their quiet time looks so ideal. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then the aesthetic of their room. Is yeah, just look, amazing. they probably spend more time <laughs> setting them up than like actually spending time with God. Yeah. Like, yeah. So 
you know, like throw that away, throw those ideal, like romanticize. You know, we live in a messy world, we have messy lives. Our quiet time will probably look messier than we would like it to. Mm-hmm. So embrace it. You know, some days it's just gonna be one verse and you just worship with that one verse. Some days it's gonna be, wow, I read through the entire yeah. book of Esther and I'm yeah. like so moved. And then other times, like what Ellery's mentioned about, you know, when you grow older in a relationship. There is a change. It it changes. The the way the love feels changes. It's no longer that, oh I cry like God speaks to me in this like butterfly. It's not always about the butterfly. Sometimes it's just like the quiet, confident, assuredness of God's love for you in your in your times with him. It's just a you know, very steady kind of uh time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we gotta break out of that whole um very like the quiet time has to look like this, do like this, you know, and just do relationship, do relationship. Yeah, because sometimes quiet time for a, for a husband and wife who have four kids is not quiet time. <laughs> it's not quiet. And, like, and yeah. also, you know, now that if you're, if you're a young person, if you're single, then yeah, great, your quiet times can take like five hours, you know, like, <laughs> you, you, it's fine. But yeah. then when you, as you get older, there's more responsibilities, there's more things yeah. than, than how. Like, you, we can't keep this very structured idea of what yeah. quiet time looks like. Yeah. So, well, we hope that has been encouraging for you. And um, yeah, if you have more questions, you know, leave it in the comments on YouTube or, yeah. or send us a... Yeah, this was a great question. Yeah, we so, love questions like yeah. these. Yeah, write about your context yeah. so that we can like, be amazing. It, like more clearly to you. It'll be so, amazing. Love it. Um, so maybe we can end by praying. Maybe, yeah. should I? Eloise, you want to pray? I can pray. I think they only should pray. Yeah, because I feel your sis or bro, whoever wrote this in. (laughs) Yeah. So let's pray. Father God, we just thank you. We just thank you um, for your love, first and foremost, Lord, that you call us sons and daughters and that you want a living and um, loving relationship with us. And we just pray um, for all of us who maybe struggle with um, uh, spending time with you, Lord. I pray that first you would change our desire um, to really be of you, that we will want more of you in our lives, Lord. Um, and I just pray for whoever is struggling with um, spending time with you or just feeling really um, uh, um, like wrestling with this or wrestling with themselves. Lord, I just um, break every lie of the enemy and I come against every condemnation over them that they're not a good Christian. Um, but I just ask, Lord, that you will speak over them this identity of their of your love for them, Lord. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We hope this Mentor Me episode has been enriching for you. Do you have a question you'd like to ask? You can send us a DM via our social media or through our podcast account. That's all we have for today. See you next time for another episode of Mentor Me. Mentor Me.